The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? The award-winning Intrepid Trio. You forgot that part. Yes, that's the important part. Wait, wait, what do you mean award-winning? Well, that's what happens when you win an award, you you become award-winning. Multiple times, actually. Did Did I miss something? Wait, no, because I think I sent it to you guys. Yes, you did. Why, yes. Yes, you did. Uh, I would like to thank the Los Angeles Motion Picture Film Festival for having a podcast track, which we entered multiple categories. Or, okay, not multiple, two. I guess that's multiple. But we entered two categories and took platinum level on both categories. Uh, Wookiee Radio entered a category and won best motion picture or Best movie-related podcast, Bigfoot Award, platinum level. Congratulations. Platinum level. Congratulations to the Smugglers 3 over there. Mighty Marvel Geeks won the platinum award for best overall podcast, the H.G. Wells Award. And then y'all think this is a big deal or something. Uh, The Burt Lewis Award for best produced podcast, which I won being producer of the show. Now, let's, let's clarify this. This is not Mike. I almost called you Mac for some reason. (laughs) This is not Mike doing a power grab because when he, when he told us about this, the best, the, uh, the best produced one, he had all three of our names on it. I said, dude, that is you. 
Well, when, when they sent the awards, it was just my name on it. My name's on the account for the entries, even though for the shows, it's listed the three of us. So I asked, so, it's like, can you do all three names? Same thing with Wookiee Radio, yeah. Bigfoot Award. But what, what we're saying, though, is that for the best produced one, you are the one that does the production work. Kylan and I, we just show up and look pretty. Give our hot takes, you know, shoot from the hip, schmooze with the guests. You are the one that runs the boards. You are the one that keeps the ship going. So Kylan and I basically said, dude, this is all you. So, Mike, this is all you. Congratulations oh, thank you. on that award. See, but I, I consider you guys producers as well. But I guess maybe that's not the right word. I know we collaborate on it. Yes. Right. We put it on. Yes. I mean, yes, y'all are hosts. Title wise, y'all are hosts. I mean, like yes. for me, I say host and producer and founder for me for we all are, three of my shows. I just, we are we are talent on the podcast. Y'all are more than just talent. You guys contribute stories too. Yes. But I, don't, do not get me wrong. I am not saying that Kylan and I are not freaking geniuses over here. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> We're just saying that you run the boards. You do the the electronic dirty work that results in the finished product. So, again, enjoy this award. <laughs> well, I, I try and share the, the accolades, but I, I get it. Producer award is just me. It's the individual, yep. not the team. But You're again, the reason why it sounds so good. So, you know. But again, I go back to, I know for me on my business cards, I put founder, host, producer, or host, producer, founder, hmm. involving all three. For you guys, it, y'all are more than just hosts. So be what? Hosts, assistant producers? I, I wouldn't say assistant producer. Or, I mean, or host, host slash creative. Okay. Okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is I mean, y'all do contribute some stories to the show as well. It's not always just me all the time. No, no. So <laughs> we are it, we are creating content. We are in the content side of it. Yes. So host and content. Host slash content. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I like the idea of being called talent, though. Makes yeah. people think I have talent. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why I say host. Yeah. I, I, I want I would prefer eye candy, but you know, I'll take what I can get here. Yeah, you got a face for radio though, just like me. That's true. <laughs> so so ear candy. How about that? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that that's been taken. I had never heard anybody refer to themselves as ear candy. Well see, you know what? Then that's us now. Host slash right, ear I like candy. It. <laughs> Post slash ear candy. There you go. <laughs> That's the way it's going to be on y'all's business well, you card. Know what? Let me let, let me let you know. I have a little device here. Let me look to see how much of a thing that is. One moment, please. Uh, that could that could very well be the name of this issue: the producer and the ear candies. <laughs> Sounds like a punk band. It does, doesn't it? Well, there is something called ear candy music. But let me see. Ear candy. Looks like it's a website. And I guess a name for earrings. Okay. Yeah. 
but, but also it's, it. it's music that's pleasing to listen to but lacks depth. Oh, that's us, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's us. So that, that's pretty much us. <laughs> it is now ape law. We are ear candy. Okay, all right. So uh on air personality slash ear candy. There you go. Is that what we do? I'm good with that. All right. Okay. Uh all right. Yeah, that works. That will be what when it comes time to do business cards, that'll be y'all's cards. <laughs> okay. I think I'm kidding. We we made it law. On air personality, ear candy. That that's the way it's gonna we do staff listing on the site. That's what it's gonna be. be. And for me it'll be on air personality, ear candy, producer. You can be ear candy too if you want. I just said <laughs> that. I just said that. I know. I'm just I'm I'm affirming that choice. Okay. Uh check out the homepage, mightymarvelgeeks.net. Down the right hand side, support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for fifteen percent off your purchase at Biddy Boomers for your Bluetooth speaker needs. Uh, Smuggler3 at Red Flag Workshop for your patch and earring needs and sticker needs too. That's a great sticker. Um, use code Wookie for 10% off your smuggler or your lightsaber needs at Rebel Sabers. And coming soon from Hangar58, we will be getting a discount code for about 10% off there as well. Don't, have it, don't have it yet, but uh, they got some great stuff as well. It's coming down the pipe. Okay. I, did y'all kind of hear that? I, I heard something. It was like somebody at the drive-through speaker. Yeah, hold on a second. Right before, right before I the said, words. Did y'all? Did I hear that right? And I thought he was the only problem. Y'all and your business cards are something. I think somebody's just jealous that she doesn't have business cards. <laughs> no, she'll have business cards eventually. But they better not have ear candy on it. No, That's hers us. won't. Hers won't. Okay. That's just us. That's just this show. Because now I'm almost going to have to do, for me, <laughs> it's going to be the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective with WeebyGeeksPC at gmail.com. Title, host, producer, or on-air personality, producer, ear candy, founder. <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, man. So, but when it comes time for you guys to order business cards, let me know. I've got it all. <laughs> pretty much all set up all i gotta do is just plug and play uh names and whatnot and then we could order online cool uh also too want to give us a shout shoot us a, a voicemail over on our on the weeby geeks podcast collective hotline at 407-494-6110 where you too can reach out to us or any other show or if you want to contact us on twitter at Marvel Geeks or at Mighty Marvel Geeks on Instagram. Uh-huh. Am I missing anything? Email um, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Yeah. Mighty Marvel go. Geeks at gmail.com. There you go. So now I don't think I'm missing anything. Uh, I do have to say, uh, back in December of 2014, uh, I lost a good friend who was one of the assistant equipment managers for the Chicago Blackhawks. But when they won their first Stanley Cup when he was with the team, his day with the cup was today, way back when. So this has been unofficially honored as Clint Rife Day in Lombardo, Illinois, or to all his friends who who are unofficial Lombardians who don't live there but still celebrate in his honor anyway. So I just wanted to wish a happy Clint Rife Day to everyone. Clint, miss you, buddy. Mm-hmm. So um, San Diego Comic-Con game gone. Happy Geek New Year, gentlemen. Because it is that time. The Geek New Year has started. 
I was actually impressed. They still had over 150,000 people there at the show. And this is with no huge Hall H movie studio presentations. Well, you know, those tickets sell out the year before. Right. And I know if I bought my ticket um, 12, 11 months ago, I wouldn't have been willing to give it up. Darn Skippy. I'm kind of like, I bought this ticket. I'm going to use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, but don't they do they still allow I know for a while there to play the thing had gotten so big that they were only doing pre-sales. Do you did they eventually open it back up so that like you could like get a ticket to go on Saturday or something like that? Was that still a thing or I don't think so. I don't think that's been a thing for a while. But Hmm. I, I did enjoy where the majority of the news was comics and collectibles related. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This is this is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if I said it here last week or if it was on Weeby Geeks. I almost want it to be now in a five-year cycle. Go four years where you have all the major studios and everything do their thing. That fifth year, no major studios. And it goes back to like it was this year. The studios could be there on the floor, but no presentations. No big presentations. Let it go back to what it was. And I, I think yeah. that would, um, you know, take down some of the fatigue of Comic Con. Maybe, but if you're Marvel or DC or Hasbro, for that matter, and you got a big movie coming out, and okay, you're not in a situation like we're now where there's strikes going on, and you're in that fifth year, you're going to miss out on being able to promote that movie. Or that TV series. Maybe not, though. If he's if uh, what Mike is saying is like just no presentations, you can still plug it from your booth out on the floor. Or do like every other, like years ago, AMC did with The Walking Dead and had the whole Walking Dead experience at Candlestick Park. Not Candlestick Park, uh, wherever the Padres play. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. the name yes. of the park. Ballpark. I don't either. No, no they, candlesticks. San Fran. Yeah, but they yeah. took over the entire stadium and did a whole Walking True. Dead thing with zombies and everything, all on the concourse, on the in the in the stands, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a whole thing. NBC did a whole thing this year tying in Quantum Leap, where you you went with different Quantum Leap stars, all all done video interface that mm-hmm. had already been pre done before the strike. I'm sure um, you had to go back in time and fix different TV shows from NBC. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> so, I mean, there's stuff like that, that type of stuff in that off year, go big on the, on the either in the hall, in, in the exhibit floor or at a venue outside the exhibit floor near nearby. Since that, since that's being incorporated out more and more each year. And that they're basically almost taking over that whole area of San Diego around the convention center. Yeah. Just take advantage of all that. But San Diego Comic-Con, some big collector news. Uh, we are going to start off with Hasbro's uh, collector con day one orders that were introduced at San Diego. Marvel Legends series, Spider-Man versus Mo- Morbius two pack. It's going for 50 bucks. Huh. Uh, Marvel Legends six inch scale Joe Fixit. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, $38.97. Mm. It's not that bad of a price considering how big of a sculpt he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Legends series, Captain America, Bucky Barnes, Avengers 60th anniversary action figure. Uh, $24.97 at Walmart. Then, on top of that, Hasbro announced even more figures on the 22nd. Uh, all these are available for order now on Hasbro Pulse. And this next one is also a Shop Disney exclusive. Hasbro Pulse and Shop Disney exclusive. Mm-hmm. Hasbro Marvel Legends series, Smythe and Peter Parker. So you could get Alistair Smythe, who created the Spider Slayer robots for Kingpin and was made into a cyborg himself, um, along with Peter Parker in this set. Uh, characters appearance looks like those of the 1994 spider-man the animated series cartoon uh full premium detail multiple points of articulation and comes with a unique vintage style vhs themed packaging comes with two figures five comic inspired accessories including peter's camera sounds cool oh yeah yeah uh up next marvel Legends series gamer verse midnight suns iron the thing that gets me about the Gamerverse figures is it's a different packaging than the normal Marvel Legends, and it makes the six-inch figure look smaller. It's, de- it's deceiving right. packaging, but uh, but this is the Iron Man based on his look from the game Midnight Suns. Uh, That's not a bad look. No, it's not. But he looks like he ought to be playing for the Saints with that outfit. <laughs> how how many people are? Uh, and buy that and add the Fleur de Lis to it. Oh, absolutely. As a custom Iron Saint. Uh, you, dude, right now I'm I'm weighing whether or not I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like Drew Brees, Iron Man here. Yeah. Um, up next, Marvel Legends series, Marvel Knights. The rest of these are going to be all Marvel Knights line in the Marvel Legends. Daredevil. This is bearded Daredevil. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It, I, well, it, with this one, he looks, looks more like Thor. Yeah. It, it's yeah. kind of Thor beard here. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the outfit. Bad look. I, yes. I love the outfit. I just, and I don't, I don't think that's a bad look. Mm-mm. Now I just, I just don't know that Matt Murdock, I don't think that a, a beard suits him. If it if if he has a beard, that's too long of a beard. It needs to be close and tight. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that I I can't see Matt letting it go like that. <laughs> no, now I'm I'm playing stupid here. Um, Marvel Knights that was a story arc or a a line comic line. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? It okay. It was actually an imprint. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so there was a story arc, but it was also an imprint. So, sort of like Marvel Max. Yeah, yes. Like the the second, no, the third um, Punisher movie, Punisher Warzone. Uh huh. That was under the Marvel Knights imprint. Okay. The movie was. Yeah. Okay. Basically, what happened? This was back in 1998, not long after Marvel filed for Chapter 11. Marvel outsourced four titles, Black Panther, Punisher, Daredevil, and Inhumans, to Event Comics. And that's a company that was headed up by Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was kind of like Max a little bit. 
That'd be fun to get Jimmy on the show. Talk about that time period. Dude, I, I actually met Jimmy Palmiotti many, many moons ago. Had, him uh, on, because he, had he and Amanda on BB Geeks a while back. He did some work for Dagger that I colored. Mm. So, so at a uh, convention a few years back, I brought. I knew he was going to be there, so I brought one to get him to autograph. I tossed it on the table, and it he looked like he had seen a ghost. He said, "Where did you find this?" I said, "I colored it, dude." So he laughed before he signed it. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's a great guy. Uh, lives oh, yeah. lives in Tampa. Okay. And Amanda live in Tampa. Um, we ought, you, you ought to look him up and say, hey, come and talk Marvel Knights for this, with us. Yeah, we'll have to. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm curious to know, too, now if he's going to be getting any residuals for, for, the, uh, for the figures. We could talk Bernie Wrightson. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, Bernie did some, uh, some Punisher work here. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things that I, I kind of find cool about this Daredevil is the ninja-like look with the cost with his costume. I'm assuming that's part of the whole concept behind Knights as I've looked at well, some of the other figures. I I see I think this look is actually from uh which was that series um I feel like it's just the most this is like the most recent one when he took over the hand. Okay. Oh god. Um, god, I'm trying to think of it because there's a version of him like this with um in, in crisis protocol. Okay. Uh, hang on. Well, to continue on, uh, in the Marvel Knights wave, Lady Bullseye. Okay. Shadowland. Yeah, Shadowland. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we also get Lady Bullseye. She looks pretty cool. I really like the look of this. Okay. And I, I am, this is where I get confused. Looking at this package, it says Marvel's Lady Bullseye. Now, previously, there's another female that's packaged, Clea which is another figure coming out, which looks amazing mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Hers just says Clea, not Marvel's Clea. That tells me that there is a similar character, a similarly named character out there somewhere. Okay. Right. And so the Marvels is in there to differentiate. Mm-hmm. But this is still improvement from what it used to be in years past, where all the men had character name had their names on the packages. The women did yeah. not. If you remember, right. yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. Well, I I, I brought that up way back when. Say, yeah. well, well, why is this? So I'm just saying that's probably the reason for okay. the Marvels part okay. in there. Yes. Um. What when I first saw this, I I saw this figure and I thought this is so going on Kylan shelf, Luke Cage power Power Man. Yes. Yep. And it's the classic costume. Yes. It is the classic yeah, you don't costume. See that too often. Uh, we have uh, the first ninja, or the not the first ninja, the fist ninja. Yes, which I could see this as almost like a army builder set as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, rebuilt by Matt Murdock and Electra, the fist is a team of ninjas on a mission to take down the dark order known as the Hand. Hand and fist. Well, they they couldn't use foot that was already taken. True. So, um. So that kind of explains uh, the Daredevil look. Yeah. Is to go with the Fist Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, we already mentioned Clea. And then the other one that I foresee Kylan getting on his shelf, Marvel Knight's Blade. This Blade is not a... Be a to be look the best out of this. This is not a bad looking blade. This is a very good looking blade. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I really dig the blade. And then all of these form the mindless, uh, all these have pieces to form the mindless one, which I really like the look of that mindless one. Yeah, the mindless one looks really good. Yeah, looks amazing. Uh, other stuff announced from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Studios X-Men 97 team-up pack, uh, which is a Target exclusive. Uh, and then the rest of these are uh, Marvel Legends series, X-Men 97 wave, Gambit. Yes. <laughs> the X-Men 97 Gambit looked awesome. Yes. Rogue, Storm, Wolverine, Magneto, and Bishop. I and you am digging the Bishop. And this one says Marvel's Bishop, so it's to clarify. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going scanning down because I haven't seen the pictures of the others. Yes, Gambit is definitely one I want to get. Yeah. The, the Raging Cajun himself. Magneto mm-hmm. looks nice. Magneto does look nice. Bishop looks amazing. Yeah, Bishop's, if I get any of these, it's going to be Bishop. Rogue looks really good. Storm looks good. Wolverine is the typical Wolverine from the 90s. Yeah. You know, all right, maybe it's just me and having Star Wars The Next Generation on the brain, but the rogue sculpt in the face, she reminds me so much of Denise Crosby. I think it's around the eyes. I think it's around the eyes. So for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Tasha Yar, who was like in like the first season and then decided she wanted to be more than just a TV actress and got written out and yeah. <laughs> pretty much disappeared after that. Um, mm-hmm. Now looking at the, the X-Men 97 hero pack, this looks like they may be smaller figures. <laughs> I don't think these are uh, six inch is in this, more. in this set you get storm rogue Cyclops Wolverine and Gambit personally out of this. I just want Gambit. So if I'm going to do that, I'll get the Marvel legends. Yeah. And they have it on the old classic card, too. So I, I yeah, really did that. So that's it for San Diego Comic-Con collector news. Um, I'm almost thinking I'm going to go here first. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Let's discuss the finale because I got a couple stories to, to tie in with the finale. Oh, wait, okay. before we get there. Sorry, for Sorry, Thursday. Uh, Lego debuted at Comic-Con, a new Lego set that ties in with the Marvels. And it's the uh, the ship that we see them fly in. Yep. Uh, the idea of the location swapping was inspired by this 1960s Captain Marvel comic. It saw Captain Marvel swap places with Rick Jones, though his powers through the powers of his mega bands. So that was the inspiration. Ooh, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what Kamala has is a mega band. Well, we kept say- we kept thinking it was going to be the quantum bands because of what they do. Right. Right. Because basically they create energy constructs. Right. The Negabands had a completely different set of powers. Okay. Right. In the comics. Now, again, in the comics, but it, there's there's no telling if these are going to be the MCU Negabands. And basically, they fold the Negabands in with the Quantum Bands and we get Kamala's Bangle. And, as, and, and they could easily do that, and I think I'd be okay with that. Because the MCU is slightly different than yeah, yeah. the comics. So, um, so yeah. Number four. Start with Kylan this week. Okay. And I don't know if this is jumping into the deep end from the start, but 
<laughs> Why no secret warriors? <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that you know we were going to see secret warriors, and we, we, I, I don't understand why we didn't. Hopefully, we see well, secret yeah. warriors before Avengers: Secret Wars. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, we we probably you know what that's what I was just gonna say. So <laughs> sorry, I'll get out of yeah. your box. Get out of my head, sir. My head's too scary. Um, Eric, you're number four. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it and get it out of the way. This story was way too big for f- six episodes. Mm-hmm. You could tell this story in six episodes, but you don't spend two-thirds of it explaining how old and broken Fury is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been, that has been one of my major beefs with this series, is that they drew that part out way too much, and they're kind of like, oh, crap, we only have one episode left. Right. So, I mean, if they hadn't spent that much time, they could have pulled it off. And Kyle, we were talking about this before recording, and and uh, Kylan and Kylan, Kylan's wife, Dawn, and I, we pretty much all agreed this this finale felt too rushed. Yeah. Well, I, I think I kind of agreed with y'all too when I said, yeah. I I mean, okay, like I've seen some series where it's like. You know, it's like, okay, you know, there's been a lot of buildup, a lot of stuff is going on. How are you going to get this all done by by this final episode? And and I've seen it done, and I've seen it done well. Um, Some stories? I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Uh, Some stories you can tell in six episodes. WandaVision did a good job of that. Right. You know, Moon Knight. Did a good job yes. of that. Yeah, in those, those two cases, you felt like by the time you got to episode five, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much to unpack. How are you going to get it done? They got it done, got it done well, you know. Um, yeah. That was my hope for this one. But here's the other thing. The plus and the minus of it is it's an it's an old school spy story. Uh, you you can't just zip that up in thirty eight minutes. No, you can't. No. Had they had they done the, had they given this series ten episodes, twelve episodes, this could have been easily been the gem of the MCU stuff on Disney Plus. Yes. 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 I agree. I totally. Agree. This this could have been easily on the same level as Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes. If, yes. If they gave this twelve episodes, I would have been okay with how slow they did the the healing of Fury. Yes. Because yes. there's time, and you're breaking it up into four four episodes pods mm-hmm. to to steal the phrasing from uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah. Right. That is, that is, I think, the greatest failure, and I'm going to use that word, failure, of Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. They tried to tell too much in too little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and this is the one episode that I can honestly say I was disappointed with. Um, 
Not not, not to sound like the cheerleader for the entire series, but I, I had high hopes. And I kept hoping for either A, an extended episode, or or B, surprise, there's another episode. You know, or, you know, something. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm know. That, that, that's what I was hoping for, and it just didn't happen. I'm there with you. I had high hopes for this as well. So, yeah, that's that's my number four. Uh, my number four, major, major plot hole. Mm-hmm. Skull Land in Russia, or Scroll Land in Russia. Mm-hmm. A nuclear, well, let's just call it Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Well, humans get sick real quick and could die within days. Mm-hmm. But the ones that they have captured, that they body doubled, mm-hmm. like Rhodey, how are they still alive? I have an answer for that, and I don't know if the, I don't know if it was said or anything. I'm assuming that that entire area is lead lined. If it's lined in lead, they should be okay. And there plus, we're talking about comic book science, so yeah. So that explains why Superman couldn't find them. Yes, that explains yeah, why Superman that, couldn't find them. That says exactly, man. He was too busy filming The Witcher. <laughs> Which is amazing, by the way. Oh, sorry. Anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it would have to, you would have to think that the area in which they had them, you know, squirreled away mm-hmm. had to be radiation shielded. Yes, yes. Because, I mean, but it, it, here's the thing. If you are, you're not just kidnapping them. You are storing them. Right. You are yeah. curating the collection. Mm-hmm. It does no good for the person you're copying to die. No. So it is within your best interests to put them in a safe locale. Mm-hmm. And it also looked like it was kind of underground a little bit, too. Yeah. Kind of like a sub-level. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it could be a plot hole, but at the same time, it would make sense if they did that. Mm-hmm. Number three. Island. All right. Um, I'm hoping that my observations were correct, but Rody, Will Rody, looks like he's been down since before Infinity War, because that the that Rody is obviously uh, paralyzed, mm-hmm. and I seem like I remember at some point. When we see Rhodey walking, he said that Tony had put some chip in his uh, experimental chip in his spine and he was allowed he was able to walk again. So either they removed that chip or that was BS or or, sorry, bull hockey. Uh, I'm I'm thinking probably the latter to cover for the fact that he could walk. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it was it Civil War where uh, Rhodey got injured and couldn't yes. walk yes. again? Yes. Yeah, that was yes. Civil War. All right, so that's what, that's when uh, Stan Lee came as the FedEx driver looking for Tony Stink. Right, right. So, so we got so Rhodey has been gone. I would say I, it has to have been before Infinity War. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say probably so. So you're you're saying pre blip. Pretty blip. I mean, did, he didn't get snapped either, did he? I don't remember. Yes, he, he did. He, he, he did? No. Wow. No, wait, wait, wait. No, hang on. Hang on. No, no, he did not. He did not. No, he didn't. Because, no. because he went, 
he went to the garden right. in the Hulk Buster. Right. So there you go. So yeah. So and plus he was in Endgame. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the Endgame. So I can't believe I didn't think of that until mm-hmm. just now. But yeah, because yeah, that, that's something I kept thinking about. I was like, wait, he's been me and me and Don were bouncing this back and forth. I'm like, that means that Rhodey has been switched since you no know, before Infinity War. Yeah, and if you remember that scene with him and Nebula in Endgame, where she says, "I didn't always look like this," and he said, "Neither did I." Ah, oh. How much more how how much more impact does that quote have now? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there you go. Mm. So Eric, you're number three. Um, mine is of a similar similar thing. Um, during that scene, back back after back after episode one, I asked the question. So a scroll was pretending to be Everett Ross. What's the status of the real Everett Ross? Well, we find mm-hmm. out. But it, I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping that we would actually see the real Agent Hill not be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Maria Hill died for nothing. Mm. I, I mean, that's that's what happened. It did not serve it did not serve as a springboard to get Fury back on the horse. Right. No, the death of Talos did that. I, so I'm glad we got Ross back. I'm I'm still salty that we lost Maria in that same way. Yeah, Maria Hill deserved better than to be written off. She she wasn't even a wash, like to to use this, a a Firefly quote. You know, her death doesn't buy back other people. Uh-uh. I mean, this was this was the Tasha Yard death. Yeah. It was senseless. It was pointless. It served only to demonstrate just how evil Gravik was. Right. Uh, my number three. How about? Fuck! I just went blank. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, where was I going? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> oh well, let's. Yeah. Fury making out with the scroll, the finale. When when I saw that the beam of light and then the light and then the chamber come down, I'm like okay, one, <laughs> who's inside going? Really? Yeah, you guys got to do that now. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Two. When I saw that come down, my first, my next thought was, oh, space two twenty. <laughs> they did Actually, it. Actually, yeah, they did an Epcot tie-in. <laughs> I was mainly thinking Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but yeah. Yeah, it's the and elevator you, to space you don't rush Fury. No, you don't. You you don't rush Fury. So you know. It, apparently, Fury had reservations that are hard to get. <laughs> so. Number two. All right, and because I saw this story in our group of stories, so I'm sorry, but whose DNA is in the harvest? I mean, well, obviously we see some. So we got an idea of a lot, but just there's a there was a quick flash of what all what all was there yeah. or who all was in it. So well, we already knew Groot, a frost giant, mm-hmm. um, Call Obsidian, Call Obsidian, and Artemis Project. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, apparently, also too, according to the story that you saw, I was going to get to, uh, there is Captain America, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which is alluded to because you know, it's mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Drax, Mantis, yes, Gamora, mm-hmm. Hulk, Black yes. Panther, mm-hmm. Thor, mm-hmm. Korg, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie. Uh, that's the uh, and then the villains that were in this were Thanos, Call of Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Maw, the Shatari, and the Outriders. Mm-hmm. And then other superpowered beings that didn't fight in the planet of Earth or in the battle of Earth is mm-hmm. Ghost and Abomination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it was it it was almost an easier question as to whose DNA was not in the Harvest. The Intrepid right. Trios. Yes, and that's probably for the best. But probably. We're, but we're freaking geniuses. Yes. Award-winning freaking geniuses. Award-winning freaking geniuses. Shouldn't we- it would make the fight completely unfair. And ear candy. And ear exactly. Candy. <laughs> freaking ear Which, candy geniuses. I, I will There's say this. <laughs> freaking ear genius. Oh, my God. So I will say this. So like last week when oh, Fury made the call, there was this part of me that was low-key hoping hoping that we would see possibly Reed Richards. Because like in the comics, Reed and Nick Fury served in the army together. Right. Like in the old back like back in the sixties, like the old like, you know, some of the early stories. The two of them served together. And so I was kind of low key hoping maybe we maybe he calls in his buddy Reed Richards on this. Which would have been a heck of a way to you know, bring out the, or to at least halfway introduce the Fantastic Four. But, you know, yeah. what do I know? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for Coulson. Yeah. And I was not low-key hoping for Coulson. I was high-key yeah. hoping for Coulson. But it would appear that that was Gaia that he was calling. Apparently, yeah. Only if they called us first and asked. Who, who should we have Fury call after he? You know, we we could have we could have signed an NDA, kept quiet on this whole thing, and then <laughs> right. Oh well, okay. I mean, we would have honored the NDA. Don't get me wrong, but oh, yeah. I probably would have passed out from trying to keep the secret. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. Yeah. So, Eric, you're number two, or you just gave your number two, right? No, 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 no. Um, all right, my number two. I said it last week. And I, I will die on this hill, not the Maria Hill, but this hill. Sonya Fallsworth is by far the best thing to come out of this series. Mm-hmm. Now, there at the end where she strikes a deal with, with Gaia, who, by the way, is now the single most OP character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether the, the power that she has are on the same scale as the, the characters, the original characters, like her energy blast may not be as strong as Carol's. Right. But you get the idea. Anyway, I, I have to ask the question because she is, she's basically doing a partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- this is echoing the scene at the end of Iron Man where, Nick comes up to Tony and says, let's talk about the Avengers initiative. So my question here, 
could we be seeing the origins of the MCU version of Excalibur? Well, there there was someone on Facebook, I think I shared it with you guys, who, who questioned, uh, so is Sonya Fallsworth related to Union Jack, Spitfire, and Baron Blood? They were all well, Fallsworths yes. as well. Uh, until until somebody from Marvel Studios comes out and says no, they're not, then yes, they are. That uh, that is that is my stand on it. The I guess another question we could go with this as well: Could she be recruiting? You know, we we've got Val recruiting for the Thunderbolts. Yeah, is she recruiting for the Secret Warriors? That's possible because That's possible. She, that is very possible because. You know, that conversation is basically, I can help your people fight the war, you know, Ritson's war. Mm -hmm. And so you would be fighting a secret war. But I'm just I'm just thinking because it's going to be so many years down the road before we get X-Men characters. Right. X-Men late characters, X-Men adjacent characters. So it would be a long time before we could do a comic book accurate Excalibur. But if you look at Excalibur and frame Excalibur in the the lens of this is basically England's Avengers. Right. I, we could we could be seeing the the seeds that that sprout into Excalibur. And that's true. Especially since we were teased Black Knight. Yes. Which is supposedly not happening. And also, in the Eternals, Cersei is like swinging around that ebony blade. And does she not call it Excalibur? I thought she did. I don't remember. I thought she did too. Well, So so if eventually, I mean, uh, Kit Harington, I think he's working, he's trying to get a Jon Snow project going. Yeah. If that doesn't happen i think we could see black knight think black knight and gaia and mm-hmm. i've heard somebody say you know henry cavill is captain britain yeah. uh, we get a union jack character well we're we're not done seeing sonia no, no we're not we're not no, no, and no, i no. am so glad of that and i'm i'm still kind of thinking secret warrior aspect for the, for the simple reason there has been a lot of heavy talk about chloe bennett coming back as quake really that her character is the character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that can tie Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back into the MCU. And that it's her character that is being talked about. Hmm. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Secret Wars, Secret Warriors, or Excalibur, I would love to see Chloe Bennett on another show. Yeah. Right. So, uh, my number two. I should have written this stuff down. Why? I had it. Mm-hmm. And then we talked. And then. Um, oh, God, i go for a blank again. I didn't do it. I know. It's all me. Uh, one job. Hey, I'm doing that job. I'm, I'm producing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, oh, talked about the plot hole. Talked about the DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole thing with the president. Actually, no, that's not where I was going to go. Actually, this is where I will go because the next one will be my, my number one. Unless y'all hit on it. Um, the whole thing with the president and the and the war he declares on the scrolls. It's like if you're going, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole just the whole action interaction that stretched throughout the show between Fury and the president to kill Rody. 
to the whole you 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 really shouldn't have started the war because now your people are taking actions on their own mm-hmm. etc it, it's like uh, yeah yeah like the the british was the prime minister yeah who yeah, wasn't a scroll it was not a scroll mm-hmm. and and think about this there's new asgard sitting up in norway right they are technically aliens mm-hmm. yeah yeah so oh Hold on, I just thought about something. You mm-hmm. know what this could lead to? It's a superhero registration act. We already kind of got that with the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. No, the, the, the oh oh oh, oh. the mutant registration act. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see this. Okay. I don't know if they would. I because like here's the thing: like you already you have human versus alien, right? All it's not that far a jump from people saying, "Well, you know, how do we know that these superpower beings really have our best interests at heart?" What we need to do is we need to know who's out there and make sure that you know that you know that the government knows who they are and what they're doing and blah blah right, blah. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll go that route, but it could. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Number one. Uh. Number one, and this is something that we already touched on, but I just got to say it. We have legit, legit Super Scroll. Like, I, I, I was love watching, you know, Korg's arm and Korg's arm and Hulk's legs, and you know, just, just these crazy combinations that I'd only seen on the page or on the video game screen. Yes, and. I- here it is absolutely. for real. Absolutely. I they could have made this battle one episode by itself and I would have loved yes. it. Because yes. it, I loved how they kept that aspect of the super scroll mm-hmm. intact because you know you would see like you know the the arm stretching or uh you know the things skin you know texture coming mm-hmm. out. And so yes, that Again, that that part felt extremely rushed. Yes, because that you know you've got two characters that evenly matched. Yeah. That fight was over pretty quickly. It really was. I expected it. I expected more damage, and I expected it to go much longer. Um, I'm with you, I, Eric. I, I, expe- I actually expected Gaia to like just do a second blast to the head just to make yeah. sure that he doesn't heal back. I, I watched right. it yesterday and then uh, some folks watched it at work today. And when that scene happened, I'm like, doesn't she know the, the walking dead rule? Double tap. You would. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I get what, what, what she did, but I'm like, uh, double tap. Could he possibly heal? Could he possibly heal from that? Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do uh do like a Highlander and you just like you know remove the head or mm-hmm. or stick a stake through his heart or something, yeah. something well, just to make sure he is dead. Let's just be glad that um nobody got hold of Wolverine or Deadpool's DNA because that would have been a completely different situation. That Eric. would have yes. True. Uh, Eric, you're number one. Okay, my number one, and I'm not. I'm not even 100% sure I want to use this one. Mm-hmm. Because 
it, it is kind of tying into your number two, Mike, mm-hmm. about how boneheaded a decision Ritson's war is. Mm-hmm. And and Fury's comments perfectly set up Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. Because, because he says that is one-term president stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Well, that explains why at the time of Thunderbolts, We've got President Ross instead of President Ritson. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, there could have been an impeachment over the over the the uh, assassination of the prime minister. It could be just it, it just turned out to be very unpopular, and he got voted out. But my my biggest issue with that, outside of the in game in universe thing is that it feels like the writers and the directors were trying to telegraph a um, don't be hating on illegal aliens because they're refugees kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they have fallen. They have, they have dug out the tired old trope of, America's a hateful country and and oh oh they're they're hunting down the illegal aliens that are just refugees that just need a home. I hate politics. I hate even bringing it up. But mm-hmm. it just it, it it was screaming at me. And I can't believe that's coincidental. Yeah. Hey, now I didn't even pick that up and maybe <laughs> but I can, I can see where that's coming from. And it it could just be me reading more into it than it is, but that that is something that I would I would think a, a writer would want to slide in there, just say, "Oh, look at me! I'm clever! I'm making a statement." Right. Right. And of and of course, this is a stupid decision. We we all understand that. We all agree on that. Hmm. Because he is creating enemies where there weren't to begin with. Yeah. Right. So that's that's my number one. Uh, my number I think one. It's good that I stopped there. <laughs> my number one. No end credit scene. I'm old that broke on this. Yeah, there was no, not one in the entire series, and it was weird to me. It was weird. I sat through. I, I sat through the as far as the Italian. Translation credits. Yeah, that's dedication. The Quebec translation credits. That's dedication. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there was no end credit scene. No, none. That that was, that was odd. Mm-hmm. So, um, only because I'm I'm looking at my time code as we're recording. I'm just going to leave this headline as is, and I just want to hear the quick discussion we get. Peacemaker did a better Secret Invasion than Secret Invasion. I have no horse in race on that one because I have not watched Peacemaker. I haven't either. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have, and I'm almost gonna say, yeah. As much as we have been disappointed with this series, I don't think that's too strong a word. I, I don't have the, the, the I don't have it in me to argue that. I mean, and here's the other thing too. And it's something I think about a lot when it comes to Marvel uh, movies and Marvel shows. We hold the bar really high 
really high for them. And so when 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 they come down, when when we when it doesn't measure up to what the quality was for whatever reason, and you know, then and then you know we're saying it was you no, know, it was average and blah blah blah. But the truth is, if we took that very same show and put it up against other shows or, or similar shows, the writing. Pretty much everything else is still top notch, but we're not comparing it against the other shows. We're comparing it against, you no know, Winter Soldier or uh, What If or you know, right. WandaVision. You know, that's what we're comparing it against. But if you look at it compared to a lot of the other series that are out there, it's still top notch. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I almost hate to say it, but I think. Loki had a better payoff at the end than Secret of. I agree with that. Yeah, as well, I was about to say, as much as I don't like the, the, I didn't like the series. I didn't like one central aspect of the series. Right. The the rest of it didn't mind. Right. So, uh, final thoughts, John. Uh, I am hoping that. What we see or what we got from Secret Invasion is a heck of a foundation for what's to come in the Marvels. No, um, that's what I'm hoping anyway. I, I need I need better payoff on this at some point. It's it's too late for the payoff to be in this series. Mm-hmm. If the payoff is in the Marvels or uh, or, so, or or Armor Wars mm-hmm. or something like that, it, if you can string this storyline and the fallout from it into future projects, that to me is at least a little bit of redemption for this. Agree. And maybe rede- maybe redemption is a, is a little bit too strong a word, but it, if you spread the payout over enough projects. Then it's it then it is payoff. Right. Me personally, uh, my final thought is again, congrats guys on our on our uh, festival win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly the right phrasing I was wanting to use, but um, our our festival showing there we go. But with the with the platinum level win, and again, thank you to the Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival for the opportunity and, and opening the door to podcasts to to participate. Uh, we we did it before. I think the first year that they did the podcast track, and it'd been a while. So glad to come back and uh, be a part. So it feels good. Um, then on that note, Tyler, why don't you take it this week? Sure. All right. So uh, Thursday, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. Playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. <laughs>